Welcome to the Fort Lee Podcast. I'm your host, Jefferson Wolf, and today we will be providing an update about Fort Lee housing. We'll be talking about what's going on for the holidays, what residents need to do to get ready for the winter, what's going on in terms of renovations in the neighborhoods, and much more. Producing today's podcast, Fort Lee PAO Stephen Baker, pinch hitting for Chad Menegay, making us sound great as we broadcast out to you in the podcatosphere. As always, if you have comments or suggestions, reach out to us in the comments section on this podcast or over on our social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram are all at Army Fort Lee. Don't forget to subscribe on your preferred podcast app so you are notified every time we launch a new episode. And please spread the word. Tell a friend about us. Tell multiple friends about us. The more the merrier. So now sit back in your car, your kitchen, your desk at work. We won't tell anyone what you're listening to. And enjoy the Fort Lee Podcast, Episode 13. Welcome back to the Fort Lee Podcast from Hunt Property Management. I have with me today Daisy Ling, the Community Director. Welcome. Thank you. And Jeff Koch, the Maintenance Director. Thank you for coming today. Thank you, sir. And we're going to talk a lot of stuff today about housing, about what's going on at Fort Lee in the housing and and some of the things that uh, Hunt Property Management is up to. So, uh, Daisy, tell me a little bit about what you do for the Fort Lee community as we get started. Well, I am the community director at Fort Lee Family Housing, Hunt Property. Um, What I do is we manage 1,506 homes, and we uh, move military personnel into their homes, giving them move-in ready homes and giving them a great environment uh, to live in. And Jeff, tell us a little bit about your job as maintenance director. Uh, As maintenance director, I oversee quite a big staff. Um, we respond to all urgent and emergency and routine work orders, make sure they're done in a timely manner and professionally. Um, that's about it. Okay. Um, so tell me a little bit about, as we get started here, uh, you have a community advisory board. Tell us a little bit about what's going on with the community advisory board. We take people from each neighborhood. We ask them to fill out an application to see whether they qualify to be on the community advisory board. We are looking actually to uh, fill some position. Right now we currently have four positions that are filled and we are looking for 10 more um, residents. Any, any particular neighborhoods you're looking from? Yes, uh, we are looking for all seven of the neighbors oh, wow. right okay. now. Yes, so we have like uh, four people from uh, one is from Washington Grove, one is from Monroe, one is from Jackson Circle, and the other one is from Jefferson uh, Park. And what we are trying to do is get at least two people on the community advisory board from each neighborhood um, so that they can come in and meet with us quarterly, but they would meet on a monthly basis um, where they can discuss things that they would like to see in their community um, and bring those feedback back to us so that we can have a conversation. Are there any hot topics in the, the Community Advisory Board that's been going on so far? Yes, well, we talk about landscaping, which is a big um, thing around Fort Lee Family Housing Hunt properties. Um, we recently just changed uh company and we're hearing some good things about that so they hear the feedbacks from the resident that are in the neighborhood and they bring those feedbacks back to us uh 
any way that we can improve or things that we are doing well. So we look forward for those comments and conversation during the com Community Advisory Board. What kind of things is the new company doing that people are happy with? This year we're getting things like um, they are doing a really good job. A lot of great feedbacks, you know, um, on edging, a lot of things uh, dealing with landscaping. So we're getting a lot of good feedbacks on that. Okay, and moving from that, if people have to reach out to you guys, you have hours, as we go into the holiday season, your hours are going to change a little bit. So tell me what, uh, if people need to get a hold of you, what do they need to do? They just need to call 804-566-3300. Um, our holiday hours is not going to change that much. Um, we're going to be off on December 26th. So, As everyone is, right? Yes. So um, other than that, and the 31st of December, other than that, we'll be open from 8 to 5. So people have concerns they can call you normal times except those two days. Yes, sir. But we do have our own call number, which is 24 hours. And the 24-hour the number is the same as the regular number, just uh, off hours. You call that number, and it kicks you over to the 24-hour the, the line. What happens when somebody calls? Uh, when they call in, it, it refers you over to the Yardy Call Center, which is our, our messaging service for after-hours uh, work orders. Um, if you call in an urgent uh, work order, the technician has four hours to respond. And if you call in an emergency work order, the technician has one hour to respond. What, what's kind of the difference between urgent and emergency? We have a list of classifications that justifies whether it's upgraded to an emergency or an urgent work order okay so like water leaks or something like that might be more prioritized than uh, say your uh, garbage disposal doesn't work or something like that that is correct yeah okay um so you guys have uh, even going working through the holidays all year there's been a lot of work and going back a couple of years has been working renovating the houses getting them looking nicer getting them updated you're working currently in harrison villa so what's going on in harrison villa right now and so far we have renovated out of the 268 homes that are in harrison villa 84 are completed so what we are doing is we are renovating the whole inside of the home uh, new flooring new appliance so what are the homes like inside now after all the renovations? Well, the older homes had a, an interior wall that separated the living room and dining room from the, the kitchen area. We have taken out that wall um, to making a more of an open floor plan, along with, you know, putting in the new flooring. Um, we're also putting in new HVAC systems, new water heaters, new faucets, new uh fixtures, cabinets, countertops. It's, it's, really, it's really putting a significant upgrade on the home. So you guys started in Jackson Circle, and then now you've worked your way up to Harrison Villa. This is, you're up to phase two, right? And then the next step is gonna be phase three when you go out of Harrison Villa. So what's coming up in phase three? Phase three will still be in Harrison Bell. Oh, will it? Okay. Yes, sir. We're only currently in the, the state uh, phase two stage in Harrison. After they complete this, hopefully early spring, they will be moving into phase three. Okay. And will that finish off Harrison Villa, or was there a phase four? Or That will finish off Harrison Okay. Bell. And you said 280? 268 268 homes. Okay. Well, that's good. As you're getting through the renovations and all that good stuff we're heading into winter now so tell me a little bit about what's going on what are the residents supposed to do with snow and ice removal in the non-renovated and renovated houses well the residents you know they really 
don't have a big responsibility with snow and ice removal, they do have to shovel their sidewalks or their, or their driveways. Uh, Fort Lee Family Housing Maintenance, we do plow every road in our neighborhood footprint. Um, we don't provide a whole lot of salt, but okay. the residents can come to self-help and, and pick up salt to put down on their sidewalks and, and their driveways. Um, with the freezing temperatures, it's another big issue. We really need residents to be cognizant to disconnect their water hoses. When their water hoses are attached and they have a spigot still attached to the end, it builds up pressure when the ice, when it freezes, it busts the frost-free faucet inside the wall. Oh, gotcha. And what happens, you don't know what's busted until springtime when the first time you go to wash your car and then your whole house is flooded. Oh, wow, okay. So we really need every resident to be mindful, to please disconnect the water hoses after each use, especially in the wintertime, because we all know that in January and February in Virginia, sometimes you'll get a 50, 55 degree day and you want to wash your car. And then two days later, we're in 18 degree weather <laughs> and your water hoses froze and your house is flooding and you don't know what's going to happen until. That's a good reminder to me because I need to go to my, I don't live on base, but I need to go home and check my hoses to make sure that I, I, they're all disconnected because my kids may have gone out. Who knows? Please do. So you won't know that your house, that the faucet is broken until spring when you're utilizing the water hose a lot and then your whole house is flooding. Yeah, I really don't want that. And it's good advice to somebody that lives on base or off base uh, for that matter. Um, so talk a little bit about, you, you mentioned um, you mentioned the, the, the snow plowing, that you guys come through and do the snow plowing and all that stuff. Um, you want residents to, I assume, stay off the street in that situation with their cars. That is correct. Um, we do have some issues in some of the neighborhoods where some of the roads are not as wide as others. Um, please utilize your garages and your driveways for to park your vehicles. It makes it very challenging for our staff to come down with a snow plow when there's 40 cars on the side of the road and there's an empty there's an empty driveway. Please park in the driveways when when it when it snows and we do have to come through with the plow trucks. So um, what else do you want people to be mindful of in the wintertime, getting their house ready? Uh, I know there's sometimes there's vents you have to open and close at the bottom of the house in the, in, the, in the crawl space, or there's, you know, making sure the windows are good and all that stuff. What else do you want people to do? Well, here, here on Fort Lee, all the homes are built on what's called a monolithic slab. We don't have crawl spaces. Okay. We only have two homes with a crawl space. Those are the old general's quarters over on Lexington. Ah. Um, be mindful, keep all your windows closed and locked. Especially, we do send the email reminders out to the residents when we get a hard, hard cold and it's going to last for a couple of days. Leave your kitchen cabinet doors open underneath your sink so warm air from the inside can go under and mix with the air in the cabinet to keep the pipes from freezing in the walls. That's good. Now, we're heading into the holiday season and people are going to start decorating for the holidays. What do you encourage people to do with their decorations outdoors? We send out a, a, a pol We do have a policy on that. They can decorate and put up li holiday lighting, but they can only go as high as the first uh, floor roof uh, gutter line. Okay. We don't allow any lighting on the roofs. We don't want any of our residents up on the roofs. And if they are going to have outside holiday lighting, please make sure they're plugged into the GFI outlet on the front porch in case of rain. If there's a short circuit that the GFI uh, – 
uh, outlet will protect it and trip it so there's no no fire hazard. Important question, with Christmas coming up, you don't want the residents on the roof, but I assume it's okay for Santa. Yes, sir. He has special permission. Okay, that's good. That's good. Um, you were talking a little bit about the GFI outlets. Um, when one of those gets tripped outside, what happens? What does somebody need to do? If the outlet trips and the lights are not working, there is a reset button on the outlet itself. You just push the little reset button in and it'll restore the power back unless there's still an open circuit that's, uh, d that's not letting it uh, come back on. So anything. you have to go back outside and make sure nothing's in the water as that it is. That is correct. And, yeah, okay. That makes perfect sense. So let's talk a little bit about we're, we're going to come out of winter and all that good stuff. And you guys do a lot of stuff in the community. Um, so tell us a little bit about the Hunt Helping Hands program. Hunt Helping Hand program is a great program. It's dear to my heart. Uh, it gives back to the community in which we live and work. In September, we did the Hunt Helping Hand. We actually went to the Memorial Garden here on Fort Lee. We were able to beautify that garden with planting new plants, raking, pulling weeds, doing everything just to make it beautiful for the community. It was so special just to give back to the area that we actually work in. So that is very dear to me. What other kind of projects uh, are you guys looking at maybe in the future? We have partnered with the Richmond-based Habitat for Humanity program. We have went out and beautified several homes for people that were in need. Um, we have we have cleaned yards, we have painted houses, we have fixed side and gutter screens, windows, anything that could help them, you know, have a better quality of life. The whole maintenance team and the leasing staff go out and it is, it's a big, big thing. And it's a, it's a great program. Tell me a little bit about when we're talking about great programs, giving back to the community for, for each of you, what's, what is working for a military community? What makes that special? It's special because we look at the military community as giving us so much. So we want to be able to do special things for them. We want them to know that this is a culture. It's just not living on posts. We want them to be able to go out and meet friends. We want to have great events for them. We want to give them quality homes um, and just make their life easier as they live here and reside in Fort Lee family housing. One survey that can really help people that is going on right now, or perhaps as our listeners are, are tuning in has just ended, is the housing survey. So we did housing surveys back to back this year. The, the, the 2022 one came out, and then quickly on the heels of that one, the 2023 one came out. So I was wondering, could you give us kind of a recap of the 2022 one and tell us what's going on, what, uh, what feedback you got, and, and what you guys have done to make some changes for the residents? Okay, our resident has spoken, our tennis satisfactory survey, um, we heard them. Um, they have asked us to do something about the landscaping uh, company that we had on grounds. Um, we acted, we actually changed the company. Yeah, you mentioned that earlier. Yes, I did, and um, the resident are actually happier um, based off the comment that we are receiving. They also, we also heard about the appliance in the home. So we are doing something about the appliance. We are actually um, putting all new appliance in the renovated homes that we are doing in Harrison Villa. So, and it's gonna be a long- Long process long to get process. them all replaced. Yes. 
So, um, and we just hope that we continue this process so that uh, the resident are happy with what we are doing with our action plan. Uh, the LED lighting was also on there? Yes, sir. As everybody knows, incandescent light bulbs are being phased out um, due to the mercury content in them. Um, we are all now going to all LED lighting uh, in the homes. Um, that will take us some time to, to get every light bulb to LED, but it, it's, it's great for energy conservation and better lighting for the residents. So what are you guys going to do with the information from the current survey that people have just filled out? When the, serve, when the information comes in, it goes to the How, Army Housing Division and the Garrison Commander and our team as well. We meet, we come up with an action plan on the scores that we receive that are low, and we formulate a plan to get those responses up to a, a higher standard. And then you put together a plan. And what, what does the, uh, we talked about, back to where we started, the Community Advisory Board, do they have any role in what the feedback you get and how you implement it as well? Yes, they will be having a role in that because um, they're out there in the community listening to the um, the resident too. So they are bringing those feedbacks to us too. We are developing a plan to contact them and get things out so that uh, we can get control of it. So yes, they would play a part in that too. So I guess we'll wrap this up. You need some volunteers for the community advisory board. How many do you need? I need 10 of them. From how many neighborhoods? All of them? Seven, yes. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, and if they want to get in, get involved, what do they need to do? Contact you? They only need to contact the resident service uh, specialist. Okay. Is in every community and ask for application. They will be provided that application, turn that application in, and I will be giving them a call. Okay, and the next step is we got to get ready for the holidays, so don't park on the side of the road and, and make sure your uh, faucets are good to go and observe the rules that, that we've set out for the, um, for the decorations and all that stuff. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, thank you very much for being here today. We appreciate it. Could you give us the phone number one more time if anybody has any questions for you guys? 804 566 3300. And if it's a work order that's 24 hours a day, give them a call. They will help you out. Well, thank you for joining us very much on the Fort Lee podcast, and uh, maybe we'll talk to you sometime soon. Thank you. Thank you.